Welcome to Future Hindsight. My name is Miriam Zumbül, and I have the honor of being an associate producer on this podcast, where we speak with citizen changemakers who spark civic engagement in our society. Our guest today is the host, the founder, the creator, and the force behind this show, Mila Atmos. This is our last mini-episode about the show itself. Last week, we discussed the importance of passion and the enduring efforts we must make for our society with our engagement. We conclude this mini-series with our classic question. We always ask our guests, what makes you hopeful? And we discuss the many public services that government provides and enriches our daily lives. Let's listen in. Looking into the future, what are the challenges that we should tackle and where should we invest our energies and our passions? So I would say there are two things, and I think they're very closely interlinked. One is that we need to be educating ourselves more about what's happening in the world and what's happening with our government and how our government works. I just read an amazing book called The Fifth Risk by Michael Lewis, and I learned so much about how the government spends money and how supportive it is of many, many communities and how people don't appear to be understanding that the government provides a public service in many places, even if imperfectly. It would be fantastic if we had a better understanding of how we can make things work better for us because, after all, we're paying for that. Those are our tax dollars at work if they're investing in rural communities or in community centers, when we say, oh, you know, the government has this budget or that budget, it's our money. So mm -hmm. we need to know what's happening with it, and we need to make sure that we hold our elected officials accountable. And I think that is only possible by having really top-notch education for our children, because I think the better educated our children are, the better they are prepared for critical thinking and making complex decisions in their lives, whether it's about public policy and politics or about how they you know, decide to buy a house or buy a car. These difficult decisions that require some real thought process before they can make them knowledgeably. Since you talk to a lot of people who are involved not only in civic engagement, but also sometimes work for the government, are you actually more hopeful about the government than, let's say, the average American? Because you really look at who does what and why. Yes, I believe that the government really does provide a public service. And I'm also really hopeful about the people that I've interviewed because I can see that there are people who are passionate and are really committed to improving the systems that they know most about. And I think I'm just scratching the surface. There are many, many more people like that out there, and that is very exciting. Would you even call it like a, a movement that's brewing and getting bigger and bigger? you know, trying to change the world in a way. Uh, well, We don't want to be dreaming here, but, you know, we still <laughs> want to be realistic. But it seems that since these people have so much passion and endurance and really want to change things, not just for themselves, but also for the community and for all of us. Right. The 2018 election showed us that a lot of new people are getting involved. Definitely that's a big change from 2016. 
There are more women who ran for office. There are many more people who ran for office for the first time. And I think it doesn't really matter what party you're with. I think the more new people we have in Congress or in government, the better, because things have changed. The way that we live our lives today is very different than 20 years ago. And if you have somebody who's working for the government who is 30, let's say, instead of, you know, 55, that will make a big difference. The more new people are interested, the better it is for us. Change can also be a very positive thing moving forward. Sometimes things can actually change for the better. Oh, things change for the better all the time. Mm -hmm. We don't suffer from the same epidemic diseases that we mm -hmm. used to 100 years ago. So I think life is reasonably good for many people, but we can make it even better mm -hmm. by making our government work better for us. We have lost sight in many ways over the last few decades how much it is really at our disposal. Because again, we're paying those taxes. And so we need to make those tax dollars work for us. Mm -hmm. So it's not just about paying, but also about doing something with it, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. I think there's this disconnect between us paying taxes and what the government pays for. We forget that we should be telling them how to spend the money. The government is us. So a growing civic engagement in our society is one of your top-notch priorities, and it is one of your biggest passion, which shows very clearly on future hindsight. For the everyday person who is just slowly getting interested, could you maybe give us like a small user manual, let's say, how to get started and maybe where and how? The easiest way to do this is to read your local newspaper and read about what your elected official is doing and make sure you understand what this person is voting for. And also read your city section and understand what city hall is proposing, what is happening with your subway lines, with construction uh, about bridges and things like this. Those are things that really will shed light on what's happening. And you can understand how it's impacting your immediate neighborhood, potentially, and if there's a way to get involved there, if this is something that interests you. Normally, they quote somebody and they say, oh, such and such official agrees or disagrees. And then you can, if let's say you have an opinion, you can pick up the phone and call this person who's representing you. Mm -hmm. So we have taken action as in calling somebody, get informed, reading. Would you even say that maybe donating or supporting by joining a club or something like that, would you call this civic engagement as well? That's definitely a way to get involved, but that's another step, right? Mm -hmm. So I think you really have to start with the basics and really understand uh, what gets you motivated. This is an endurance game. Like You're going to mm -hmm. do this for a long time. When you are well-informed, then you can choose what you want to do next. So for example, if you're really motivated by environmental issues, then maybe you can join the Sierra Club. Or I don't want to rule out running for office. If there's something that you want to achieve and you think you can be a better representative for your community, you should run for office. We saw a lot of that uh, in the 2018 election. I think it was really inspirational that people have come from all walks of life and have decided, you know what, I know that I can do that job and I can do it better than whoever was there before. 
and I'm going to put my hat in the ring. Try to find your people and you will, right? That's right. You have to try it. You have to go to these meetings. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of the people we interviewed, Ben Theodore, he talked about how he went to something like 12 meetings of 12 clubs. And he found his people, so to speak. Mm-hmm. He found the organization that he wanted to join. That's a really intense way to do it. <laughs> But he really wanted to do it, right? He really had the passion. And so I think, again, that's where you need to start and you need to get informed on something that's local because it affects your daily lives, yourself, your families. I think it really has to start there. The government truly is us. An important thing to remember whenever we are feeling down about the state of affairs because we have the power to shape our society. Join us and stay engaged. Coming up on the next season is a series of interviews on the forces that support and strengthen democracy. I spoke to a variety of guests like David Greising on exposing and combating corruption. What I look forward to is a day in which corruption is considered completely unacceptable in public life, even here in Chicago and the state of Illinois, which have been more problematic than many other cities and states in the country. I look for a time when Uh, We no longer, as citizens, think it's entertaining or just part of the civic fabric here, that we think it is revolting and an embarrassment and we won't put up with it anymore. Stephen Wertheim on diplomacy and foreign policy. We accept war as a normal state of affairs and relegate peace to some kind of exception. We want peace to be the norm and war the exception. Responsible statecraft serves the public interest and is democratic. And so much more. We would love to hear from you with your thoughts and comments about the show. Please email us at hello at futurehindsight.com. And be sure to tune in next week to hear my conversation with Louise Dubay of iCivics. We understand the importance of the skills that civic education builds. So hopefully as we move forward, we're going to have a re-examination of what it takes to create a healthy democracy. It is not possible to run a democracy without investing in our kids. Until next time, I'm Mila Atmos.